Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SCADcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matt Nickley. It's time for another Alumni Atelier Day here on On Creativity. And today, you'll hear from our ambassadors from the spring 2021 quarter, Delphine Gomez and Adrian Perez. Delphine was part of the first themed entertainment class in SCAD history and received his MFA in 2015. In his career, he's worked at famed Disney Imagineering, developed content for Universal Studios and Netflix, and currently operates his own design firm, Degoba LLC. For his atelier project, Delphine explored the symbolism of SCAD's first building, Petter Hall, and created an interactive experience with live performances, celebrating this history and all the possibilities that exist in SCAD and its historic Savannah locale. Adrian Perez is a double SCAD grad with a BFA in architecture and an MFA in design for sustainability. Born in Honduras and today based in Lebanon, Adrian's focus on biocentrism in design led him to one of the Levant's most ancient forms of agriculture, the breeding and shearing of Awasi sheep. It's a tradition that goes back for 5,000 years and holds a high significance in all the Abrahamic religions. Adrian is a master of utilizing this wool through dyeing, spinning, hand embroidering, and felting to transform the ancient material into modern cultural artifacts. Today's conversation comes from the end of their atelier experience in May 2021. Paula Wallace connected with Delphine and Adrian over Zoom to reflect on their 10-week artist-in-residency and discover how their projects will grow into the future. From SCADcast, this is On Creativity, a conversation between Paula Wallace, Delphine Gomez, and Adrian Perez. Well, you know, this was an idea of mine in 2016 to start the Atelier because I value our alumni so much, and I know that they have a lot to continue to contribute to SCAD. And if there's some way that the Atelier can help your dreams and aspirations come true through supporting your ideas, big ideas, then that's what I want to happen. So next to founding SCAD itself, it's very gratifying to me to be able to have founded the Alumni Atelier and to support our alumni as they continue on in their careers. We're just, you know, so very proud of you. I mean, I think that visionaries really are thriving through encouragement. And that's what we're striving to provide through um, the Alumni Atelier. Engagement, encouragement, and you can brighten the lives of countless others through the work that you do and the end results of what you create, but also during your time as an ambassador on campus at SCAD or virtually, and you guys have been virtual uh, Atelier ambassadors, so I want to hear a little bit about how that has worked for you and how you've been able to connect with the, the larger SCAD community in your role. Also eager to see how this time and your work during the Atelier will continue to inform your careers. And I know you've had some extraordinary experiences this quarter, so um, I'd love to just dive right in and hear more about your work and about your interaction with others at SCAD. 
So um, as ambassadors during this unique moment in history, you've been pathfinders completing at least a portion of your residencies virtually. How would you describe your digital atelier experience and what did you find most rewarding? Um, this has definitely been a unique experience for everybody. We're all going through a special uh, time at the, at the same moment. We're all experiencing new things in terms of adaptability. Um, I would say one of the most rewarding things doing this virtual and also physical and other opportunities for the atelier has been uh, how much I have received back from the school and the students because you, you graduate and you go out to the world and you're focused on your craft and then to come back and see how much of that foundation that SCAT gives you has helped you in so many ways and, and, and you have this sense of giving back to the school and seeing how all these things that you have learned are assisting the new generation that is graduating. So it's very rewarding and at the same time, it's very, um, you feel very hopeful about this new generation that's coming up. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds you everything that you know too, right? <laughs> so you see the beginning bees and you're able to um, transcribe some of your hard, hard won knowledge to them. But what have been some of your most memorable mentoring experiences? Um, I would say, uh, you know, for this group, uh, for theme entertainment, they are, they have, you know, the challenge has been the pandemic and how to engage in that situation. Yeah, theme parts have been hard hit. Yes, big they're time. Coming, they're coming back. Yes, finally. <laughs> so I think, I think it has been uh, personally very rewarding to let them know that even though our parts are closed, there are still so many other ways to tell a story in so many different formats. So you can connect with more people that maybe would never be able to come to a theme park, but it's how do you take that storytelling aspect that we were so used to making physical to another uh, realm and that it's not just the physicality of it where you can still connect with people, still have people relive those emotions without you know the physical touch which has been very interesting as a designer because you learn that you didn't know you could do this but you actually can so giving that message to the new generation has really been wonderful to see how they're a lot more hopeful of what's to come for them i actually told them that this is a wonderful time for all of them mm -hmm. uh, because it's more about them making their own story because now we're all starting with no rules so you set your own path you set your own rules on how you want to tell the stories mm -hmm. well um uh, By the way, i'm it, so it, glad to see your face i haven't you. seen you in a while <laughs> and you're, you, yes. you're in Be you're in beirut that's correct i'm in beirut lebanon i moved here around seven years ago i actually exited straight from savannah and came here and uh, yeah, it's been quite rewarding, the experience. I um, didn't fully grasp the richness when it came to the textile culture in the region. And I've just been uh, neck deep into it over the past many years. And it was very happy to have the opportunity to be able to share what I've learned with the students and professors. 
-hmm. And uh, at least for this project, it's truly been in in a way a, a sort of collaboration. You know, having weekly meetings with the uh, professors and students, and uh, essentially with their references, informing uh, the process. Uh, offering ideas that I hadn't really thought about. And uh, yeah, so I actually, I picture it more of a collaboration this time. So I'm uh, eternally grateful for it. Mm -hmm. So how did it work digitally? Yes, so, you know, at, at least for, for this project, because it's so associated to the sourcing of the raw material and going to, to that point, that, that type of origin, and then progressing into the final objects, I thought it, it was necessary to be here and to be able to, uh, through video and image, uh, share that experience with the students. I think that it, it really um, it uh, really opened uh, their eyes to the region because you know, like also the region has been so much on the news lately. So then uh, being able to see uh, uh, firsthand uh, the, the you know the, the craftspeople, the artisans, the shepherds. I think it was the, the most uh, suitable uh, uh, situation for both of us. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you found some favorite sites and favorite examples of ancient architecture there. Completely, completely. Near, um, so near Lebanon, near the, when you start going uh, east, uh, closer to the border with Syria, you have uh, some of the most ancient Roman temples. And it's around these regions that you also see uh, large shepherding communities, which have been uh, also, in a way, collaborators when it comes to this entire process. As, uh, for example, right now, it was uh, quite appropriate, the timing to do this project, because it's the moment when uh, all the shearing happens. So then uh, uh, Looking at, at this narrative of, of, of the people as they live uh, with such an uh, ancient backdrop with the land and the architecture and the ancient temples that you find there was quite special. Mm, the shearing, yeah, it's a naturally renewable resource, right? Completely. And one of the things uh, that uh, I became quickly aware of uh, uh, was the fact that the culture of processing this specific type of wool uh, has been lost, which is why a lot of it has become more of a waste material. Uh, so it, 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 there was a huge uh, interest in, in trying to, to uh, shed some light in, into the material and- Recapture its value. You capture its value and also the richness uh, within it, because it, you know, like the, the, at least this breed of sheep has been around for over 5,000 years. So with that, you see the, you know, like uh, the, the evolution of civilization, the evolution of textile as we know it, you know, like uh, felting being one of the first iterations of textile that we know. So then uh, uh, almost the, the material already had such a deep narrative. So it was more of unearthing it and still finding the people that, uh, that at some point or their previous generation used to process it and try to capture that memory in order to contemporize it in some way so that it's, uh, digestible for a contemporary audience. Mm -hmm. So Delphine, after being away for a few years and involved and engaged and immersed in your professional life, um, have you noticed anything about SCAD, about its growth, about its impact that you'd like to share with other alumni who maybe haven't been back lately? Absolutely. Um, I was part of the first female entertainment program group. So coming, coming back at 
the school as an environment feels very different in really good ways. There's, there was a, it was already inspiring to me. This was my home away from home. So coming back and seeing how much it has evolved, it's just, at one point I was like, I just want to come back and, and study something else. <laughs> um, I can tell my, my uh, peers to definitely come back, not only to see how the program has grown, um, how what, what started with a very hopeful group has become something very rich and very exciting for so many new people. Um, and it's a great way to also give back, uh, to let them know that, hey, I was where you were and, and, and I did it and you can make it. Uh, and it's thanks to all the resources that the school gives you. And because has, it has improved, every year it improves. So now it's like, it's the best time to come back and join in. Or for those who haven't been here before, this is just a wonderful opportunity. Mm -hmm. Audrey, what would you say, what has changed? Uh, that people who haven't been to SCAD for a while might be surprised about? Well, um, I mean, I've always considered SCAD to be such an alive, palpable place, a place uh, that's constantly mutating in order to address the grand shifts that are occurring. And, you know, like I've always felt, um, particularly with the challenges that we're facing today, you know, like uh, that creativity is one of the most suitable tools to deal with them. So then in, in, in looking at uh, the new programs, uh, being able to revisit conversations with old professors and looking at the students for hand virtually in this case, uh, I don't know, that, 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 that aliveness, that uh, mutability about it was uh, still so present and I found uh, uh, that to be quite exciting. It, uh, it made me want to visit uh, sometime this year, I hope, uh, and, and reconnect with everyone. Even during the conversation during the salon, you know, there were a lot of uh, old friends that started to uh, comment and, and send their feedback, and it was so special. And, you know, and, and I think that a very important thing to, to, to discuss when it comes to, you know, the SCAD experience is, is definitely the people, because, um, you know, a, a, you think about, okay, you know, what with the fields and, you know, like there's so many of them, there's so much diversity when it comes to the stu student body, the academic uh, offering. But I think so much about that has to do with the holistic experience about being at SCAD. And it's because of, you know, a friend, a, a colleague of, uh, of mine uh, when I was doing my master's degree that I find myself here in Beirut. She was managing the textile studio in Beirut for three years as creative director and she's called me and as she was looking for a successor. So now the studio has uh, been under SCAD supervision for nearly a decade, which uh, I found it's so to proud. be <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what uh, often happens that one bee connects another bee and um, you see opportunities, maybe it's something that you want to do or, and you do it for a while, but somebody else comes in and you hand it over to another uh, SCAD B. And I, I love it when you guys hire each other and help each other. That makes me very, very happy to see those, uh, that supportive network that, that you've created. You know, I'm wondering how professionally, how have you grown during your ambassadorships and certainly since um, you were students at SCAD? I would say I've learned a lot about 
you know, you have your set ideas of what you can do. And the program has helped me find out that I'm actually really good at teaching myself. <laughs> and with the mentorship opportunities that I'm having, um, I'm being able to really communicate very well and, and, and learn how to use this in my professional life. Um, and that's something that I discovered through this experience. Um, and it's very rewarding to see that, you know, we're an ever-evolving individual that we just keep growing and adding more uh, arrows to our quiver of art. Um, mm -hmm. And personally, I can say um, I've learned a lot more about patience <laughs> for myself. Mm -hmm. As an artist, you're always creating things and you want to do so many things and there's so little time. Um, and to always be open to new opportunities, it might be something that you might not be uh, knowledgeable at first, uh, but you never know. And then something beautiful comes out of it. And that remain has Remain open. Remain open. Exactly. Possibilities. Mm -hmm. Infinite possibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you? What, um, how have you grown professionally, both through the ambassadorship, but also just since you've been at SCAD? You know, like, uh, so many ways. I think that uh, it re to 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 reference also the theme. The, the there's been an expansion of possibilities uh, uh, through the grant. It's really uh, allowed me to to expand the project uh, a lot further because the intention. What what I became very quickly aware about during this last uh, few weeks has been that this project is a project of a lifetime. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know, it, like achieving that clarity uh, was very special. And, uh, and you know, like uh, I, I, I continuously associated to the region. So I, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for that, uh, as it allowed me to expand a little more, explore more throughout the region. And of course, uh, my umbilical cord to the alma mater, it, it, it felt uh, so much stronger <laughs> over the past 10 weeks. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to, to, to future opportunities and working together. Yes. Personally, what have you discovered about yourselves during this residency? Um, I would say beyond being open to new possibilities is to uh, be open to new voices that might not be from a specific industry is every every brain is a different world so it's always wonderful to hear from different perspectives that can not only enrich but expand your work as a creative artist and from different backgrounds of artistry that everybody has there's always something that you can learn um, and you can apply not only those things to work but to life Completely, completely. Uh, Delphine, you're stealing my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from, from Texas to Beirut, the communication is there. <laughs> you know, they say that the most uh, intelligent people recognize how much they don't know. And the more you know, then the rec then you recognize the, you know, higher, the higher you go, you kind of have a different worldview and you see more and you recognize how much there is yet to learn. And I think all of us in education, it's extremely rewarding because every time you share some of your knowledge with a student, then they're gonna take a little piece of you. And so it is a way of being immortal. 
because you're sharing a bit of yourself with everyone that you're so generous to share your knowledge with and your perceptions and your insights. Um, and then they will take that with you and they'll always remember that they learned that from you. You might find yourself quoted years and years from now. Well, Delphine said, or Adrian said, and um, it's just a very, very, there's not really nothing like teaching. And so you've gotten a taste of teaching. And I know some, you've, you've done some other teaching too, um, but it's, it's an ultimately rewarding uh, profession for many, many reasons where you can share what you know with others. I mean, it's one thing to acquire the knowledge, but it's very, very rewarding to share the knowledge. And I think that's the essence of the whole artistic enterprise because you know you feel often that the creative process isn't completed until it's shared so you've conceived of an idea and then you make something amazing and then you share it with other people whether it's a production um you know a dramatic production or it's a building that you've designed or it's a theme park ride and then you conceive of it but the ultimate is sharing it and seeing the delight and joy and response um, of others as they uh, share in your dream and your vision. You know, I'm kind of wondering for Delphine, maybe we could transition into hearing more specifically about what you actually focused on and did um, during this um, ambassadorship. So reliving um, your professional experience, I know Delphine, you, you know, started out working for Disney and um, you, you've helped create theme park rides and enthralled park goers for years, but how did how did SCAD prepare you for that experience too? Because um, I remember when the head Imagineer asked to meet with me years ago at actually the SCAD Museum of Art and told me that he really hoped that SCAD would offer a themed entertainment degree. And I said, well, you know what? If you will promise me you're gonna hire our graduates, I think we can do that. And he said, oh yes, we're already hiring your graduates, but this would make it even more streamlined. So, um, but living, reliving some of your professional experiences, I think it's so fascinating how you've applied your Disney expertise to your current ambassadorship at SCAD. Yes, um, I would say stories are what connect us in so many ways. The, the, the experience with Disney is, is to connect these through characters uh, and create a language that becomes universal because you don't know where your message is going to, but you want to have the, you know, the broadest reach when it comes to that. Because at the end of the day, what inspired me to go in this route is to share the feelings that I would get when I go to these places. Mm -hmm. That would make me feel good about so many things in my life. So I wanted to be able to translate that so others could experience that. And, you know, as we know, sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> um, I would say the, the big element of Disney when it comes to storytelling, it's all about character. So I'm about making characters as vessels where people can connect no matter their background. Um, and not only connect personally, but with other individuals. Um, and, and focus on the fact that actually we have way more things that connect us that, than they separate us. So that's the main thing that I always try to focus and add to any story element, any platform where I have to focus and tell a story. 
universal stories, yeah. So Petter Hall, of course, is central to SCAD's history and narrative. And of course, it's the helm of SCAD's story, uh, the four-dimensional multi-sensory experience that tells the history of our university's founding. So give us a quick behind-the-scenes tour of how you further transformed our flagship building and how you've elevated SCAD's story. Absolutely. Um, after my personal experience with SCAD story, um, there was a special connection to, the, there were a very important hit points of my experience in SCAD that resonated with SCAD story. Um, and one of the beautiful things that in my experience happened is that I love that it, uh, it was President Wallace telling the story and understanding that, guess what? It all started in the same way that we all do. We're asking our parents, we want our dream to be realized and yes. we believe in this dream. And to see that it started that way, it creates a level of relatability. Around a kitchen table. <laughs> Food makes everything better. <laughs> but the important thing is that, hey, guess what? This all started in the same way that it's starting for you. Yes, um, humble beginnings. Yeah, and it's a family venture where you, you, know, you believe in a dream and you have your parents. And that's something that to me was very important that Scat Story portrays to, to let everybody know that the relatability aspect of that. And after that, I, I wanted to create what I would call the unofficial Scat uh, interactive universe. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Absolutely. So Scat Story would be our physical experience. And now what I'm working on is going to be called uh, Petter's Dreamland. Um, which will be a virtual experience for those who have not been able to go to the campus yet. And it will be for prospective students and alumni for mm -hmm. them to experiment an interactive virtual tour of what SCAD is, what it represents, and why it is the best place to develop your creative careers. Um, the reason why I wanted to focus on Petter Hall is that at my experience, that's where it started for me. Um, but also it's where the school started. So mm -hmm. it's a very strong foundation of the history of the school mm -hmm. and the symbolism that it carries towards the students. Mm -hmm. So this idea of making it virtual came from another project with a client while we were figuring out how to translate our stories from the physicality that got limited due to the pandemic to a virtual way. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring that to the school and expand it even further and do an interactive let's just say um, uh, theater, interactive theater, improv comedy show where people will be able to log in um, and interact with Petter Hall in regards to a floor plan that will be like a clue board. Uh, the important part of the characteristics as we were talking that is very important to me is to make them relatable, but also very focused on the history of the school. So these characters actually represent what I would call the five elements of SCAD that I got through my experience with SCAD story, uh, which would be uh, to create, to design, to build, to draw, and to invent. So mm -hmm. symbolically, these characters represent those elements and they will be interactive with our guests to solve our magical fun mystery where they will go and meet and learn about these guests that will represent a different program. So that way they know this is what you can do at SCAD uh, and they can connect. The funny thing about it, and it's part of the writing process, which I'm having a lot of fun with, 
I always want to make sure that details are everywhere. That's part of, that was part of my experience with SCAD because details are what people remember. Details are the things that transport your memories to those places. So I want to make sure my characters are written in a way that they can be performed by anyone of any gender. Mm -hmm. If you look at diversity, because that was part of my international experience of SCAD is the diversity, the diversity of mind, the diversity of culture, and that just enriches that. So I want to make sure that whoever joins this can feel identified in mm -hmm. one way or another. And all of our characters will be named after SCAD buildings. <laughs> so they will have particular buildings that if you know, if you're a SCAD, oh my God, that is, you know, that's, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, this one, that is Norris. My name is Norris, or it could be Godfrey. So mm -hmm. it's, there's mm -hmm. always a tidbit that I'm adding about the history of SCAD and how, you know, if you experience this multiple times, because, you know, the, the mystery that has to be solved is ever changing you will find little tidbits that connect with you in one way or another. So you would have the floor plan as a visual navigation form, but it's the interaction with our performers, our characters that will help you solve this mystery and let you know that actually you have what it takes to be here. And wow. that's the objective wow. of the show. And fun, I mean, that's right. That's what I've always thought about SCAD, that people learn more if they enjoy learning. And so I've always wanted SCAD to be um, a place that people are happy to be at. And, and of course, challenged and working hard to learn, but, uh, but enjoying uh, their time at SCAD. That's the whole, I mean, you spend a long time in school and why not enjoy it? <laughs> some, other, some other schools and colleges and universities have kind of overlooked that very important need of human beings to really enjoy what they're doing. So I know you you also had an interactive escape room that got profiled in the New York Times. Tell me about that. Yeah, this came due to, you know, the, the crisis of the pandemic. All of our physical venues were closed. And, but, you know, we, we have performers, we have directors, we still have to, a need to survive. And it came from that necessity of how do we adapt to the situation um, and part of the conversation was how do we still are able to evoke that feeling of character connection um, and that's what led to the secret library which is a project that led to the New York, art, uh, New York Times article and recently Oprah's online magazine as well and it it really changed the way you tell your stories and your, the way your performers can perform in regards to not needing to be in one place and still feel needed as performers to tell a story and still able to connect with people all over the world. It has really reached a point where we're connecting to people that we couldn't before um, and we're still getting the same uh, feeling and that's, that's the objective. So it has been very interesting and how this has changed, how we approach the industry in the future and how we tell our stories and how you can still have that same energy with a different format. So it's not the vehicle, it's the product that matters and it's how, how is the best use of that vehicle to achieve that. Hmm. So what's your next big thing, Delphine? Oh, wow. Um, well, now that our parts are slowly opening, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, of course, with our theme parks, NDAs are everywhere, but I can tell you there's, <laughs> yeah, there is a very exciting time coming 
uh, a very exciting time to remind people of the good things that we have as a society and, and remind them that live in the moment and to be happy. Um, and also because of the pandemic, I'm also getting experiences in video game industry where I can tell, tell stories. So that's another avenue. So I would say the adaptability process has only opened more opportunities for me and more opportunities for me to share on where our students in the theme entertainment program can go. Wow. Well, Adrian, like many of our bees, you've earned not one, but two SCAD degrees. And uh, like many of our curious and brilliant and creative SCAD grads, you've woven together multiple disciplines, architecture, design for sustainability specifically, to create this really specific uh, expertise. So how did SCAD prepare you for the professional prowess that you're now exemplifying? You know, I perceive SCAD to be an attitude. And this attitude, you know, is, is the idea is for this attitude to just brush up on you, you know, like as you graduate. It's about the holistic experience. It's about the people that you meet. And, you know, my interest was quite broad. I was, from the very beginning, like I had a very a specific interest in materials and particularly the materials associated to homes and domesticity. And uh, I was also very interested in the ethical uh, qualities of creating. And this is where, you know, like I went from one to the next, but uh, simultaneously there was so much more than, than just the fields of study. It was the interactions with students. It was the, how easy it was to access all of the conferences of all the other departments, everything come from on. the- Come on, we say, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> everything from, I remember the, the collaborative innovative networks. It was the first ever in, I think the world that when it was held, the, the first conference of that sort was held at SCAD and for sure the fashion show and uh, the yearly fashion show and the, the film festival it was just constantly inspiring from so many different angles. And, uh, yeah, you know, like it, it, it's the exposure, it's the, and when it comes to the attitude, it's the ability to think on your feet, it's the adaptability as you go from one place of the world to another, you know, yes. like, and so then uh, it, there's so much to be said about this subject, but these, these are some of the points that, that, that come to mind. Mm -hmm. Well, sustainability, of course, continues to grow in importance in the world, um, yet uh, the term itself can feel a little nebulous or unwieldy, but you engage in a creative process um, called shadow graphy. <laughs> Tell me about that. Very specific. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, creative shadography. Uh... Shadography. Okay, shadography. Yeah, so you know, it's a, it's it's referencing uh, when I was looking at the work and pondering upon it and, and trying to classify it and name it something. Uh, uh, one of the things that became so apparent to me is the fact that the, the the object itself would always kind of be an expression of something else. And I thought about uh, Plato's allegory of the cave, uh, mm. where you were only the reality was only what you perceived through the shadows, and there was somewhere. Some with puppets cre creating all these illusions. And that just made me think about like this associate contemporary association that we have with material or maybe disassociation. And, and, and I started to see the work as a, the, through craft, through artisanal practice, through uh, uh, ancestral way, modes of production, 
reconnecting to the base material and, not, and then pondering upon the narratives that were already inherent in the material. So then it was a very research-based approach, but uh, have a lot uh, to, to, to say when, uh, about the association of slow design, craft, and sustainability, because it's all about handwork and, and the engagement of the body with material to create objects. I think this is super important to, to bring up the discourse of sustainable sustainability and also uh, bringing to light the, the sentient providers of uh, the materials, which it starts a discourse on biocentrism, which you know, like uh, has to do with like uh, the ethical value we assign to living things because so many of the material that we use comes from living beings and then brings up a whole other layer of uh, complexities and things to talk about. And, and I think that nowadays is something very palpable to the, particularly to the uh, new generations. Uh, and, and, and so it was really special actually to see the reaction of the different uh, students. Uh, I, I, I was super intrigued as, as to see what they had to say about the whole situation and how they related to it. So that, that, that I think was uh, uh, another good point about like uh, participating within the SCAD ambassadorship. Mm -hmm. You talked about using the needle as a writing instrument. Um, yes. So what, what narratives have you been piecing together during your residency and what larger stories do they really tell us about our world? Yes, completely. Um, the material is quite rich uh, in the sense that it's the, 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 the sentient provider, the, the wool, the awase sheep, has been in the region for so long, and it's the one that's associated to uh, all of the Abrahamic religions. And uh, so then you think of Christianity, you think of Islam, you, see, you think of all of these religious leaders that were all shepherds. And then mm -hmm. you study like this relationship that they had with their sheep, and then you start seeing the mentioning of sheep, particularly within biblical tales, that uh, use the sheep to reference to the moral person. And then all of a sudden you go from there and it's just endless, endless research of everything from the biblical tales to also like biological tales. Like for example, the, the things that live within the wool, the woolen landscape, you go microscopically into this landscape and you see uh, the, the different seeds that co-evolved to attach themselves specifically to the wool. You see this, this whole um, uh, ectoparasitical world that lives on it, and it's, 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 they're not disassociated. As much as with, you know, it's so easy for us to separate the two, it's all the same thing somehow. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting to blend through the techniques, all of these narratives, and then, you know, see what comes up. There's almost a, a sense of agency that the material itself has that, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm there as an observer and as, a, a, as an interjection of actions, but it's just happening alone. When you think about like the different craft techniques, you all, and particularly when you think of textile, you always start with felt. Uh, you know, they, they, before people were just wearing the skin of animals and eventually there was the innovation of the loose wool material entangling into felt. They think that it was, a, they, you know, there's so many speculations, but they think that it was, the, the, the wool was being used as a barrier to put in the sandals of the shepherds as they traveled long distances. Oh, and, and 
It became felted then. Uh -huh. It became felted. It's essentially the first sock, you could say. <laughs> and then from there, you very fast went into spinning and weaving and to understanding textile as we know it today, which I found very special. So within this piece, I wanted to also ponder a little bit about the, like the parallel nature about the growth of textile and also the, the birth of human civilization, the first human settlements, which all happened within this region. So there's just a lot of, a lot of layers of information uh, practically and symbolically that, that we're trying to address and also looking at capturing images that previously were not being able to capture, like for example, the prick of the tick, you know, like it has such a beautiful texture about it, but it's not until more recently that we've been able to explore that world and that narrative. So being able to unearth that using a little bit of contemporary imagery blended with traditional techniques in order to tell uh, yeah, this ancestral tales uh, that I arguably think is like what helps us uh, also kind of like review the, 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 the future through these stories of origin. Yes, beautiful. It has been such an enlightening um, conversation with you both. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Congratulations, Adrian and Delphine. We look forward to continuing to celebrate your creative visions for many, many years to come. I'm so proud of both of you. You just exemplify the finest qualities of a SCAD alum and, and also the character of a SCAD alumni atelier ambassador. So thank you for coming home to SCAD. Uh, and once a bee, always a bee, as we say. We really want to thank you, President Wallace, for giving us this opportunity, uh, not only as for the alumni atelier program, but to interact and mentor, because it's, it's wonderful for us to, as we previously talked about, to share and give back and expand that beautiful network of bees that we're just, you know, spending the, sending the good message out good there. Good vibes, good vibes only. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, President Wallace. It's been it's such an enlightening experience. And it's, uh, you know, like, uh, as uh, we progress in the future, I mean, uh, for sure, like the idea would be to establish the first uh, felting a wool processing studio here, expanding it to other regions within the Middle East. And I think that this opportunity really uh, accelerated the whole process and added a beautiful momentum to it. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Well, very proud of both of you. Please stay in touch with me. Absolutely. Let me know all your new news. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so thank much. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Delphine Gomez and Adrian Perez. You can learn more about each artist and see examples of their work at DelphineGomez.com, D-E-L-F-I-N-G-O-M-E-Z, and AdrianPepe.com, A-D-R-I-A-N-P-E-P-E. And for all SCAD alumni interested in the Alumni Atelier Ambassadorship or Associateship, be sure to visit the Alumni Programs page at scad.edu to learn more and submit your proposal. Thank you for tuning in to SCADcast and On Creativity, executive produced by SCAD president and founder Paula Wallace, with original music by SCAD alumnus George Lovett.
On behalf of the entire SCAD community, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay active. We'll see you next time.